We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Roto-Wire Kits and Wagers show. I am Adam Zadroy, joined by Chris Owen. We're talking game week 23 this week. Chris, you are in the office of a hotel in Idaho. What's going on in this, in this early Thursday morning for you? Yeah, just uh, out here on a ski trip, um, doing a little bit of skiing with some buddies, and um, you know, much like these these players that are are playing here in the Premier League, you know, you got to deal with you know they're dealing with injuries and COVID. You know, sometimes I'm I'm out here, you know, in a in, a, in the middle of a hotel lobby trying to do a podcast. So um, that's just what we're doing doing. But we got to match their level. We got to make sure that we're showing up on game day with our best bets and, and doing our you know doing what we can here. So you know. I'll, if I'm in, if I got to do it from a truck or you know a moving vehicle, I'll do that too, as long as I'm not driving it. Um, but here we are, you know, ready to to do another uh, n- another podcast. Uh, we did miss a couple best bets um, over the last week, but but uh, we also made a couple too. So forward to maybe recapping those and then discussing a few pretty big matches here this week as we uh, we move through the month of January. Yeah, so this is complete. Uh... So I think it was a few months ago, maybe a couple months ago, Chris was down in Mexico. So we had we had Chris down in Mexico, you know, enjoying the sun. And now we have him in Idaho, complete opposite area, uh, you know, s- skiing on the slopes here. But first, this is kits. So I got us. So it doesn't look like Chris has a kit here. Uh, he has a warm up top, maybe Liverpool warm up top, it looks like. Uh, so he, yes. I mean, he's got to stay yeah, warm so- is what it comes down to. It's uh, it's it's training tops and wagers for me today. Um, huge match. I mean, huge, not it's not the biggest match, but there's a, a league cup match between Arsenal and uh, Liverpool later this afternoon. And um, you know, got my Liverpool training top here, and uh, you know, gonna probably I'll you know wear it out on the ski slopes, make sure that I'm supporting the squad. So I might have to pop in and and, and be that annoying guy at the uh, the ski bar and be like, hey, uh, do you guys get the League Cup uh, here? And you know, try like, to watch a half of it. <laughs> it's on like ESPN Plus. 
Can I log in through my phone and I'll, I'll try to get maybe like, uh, you know, smart watch it or whatever. Um, so like stream it from my phone to the, uh, to the bar TV that does definitely doesn't have those capabilities. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, you know, if, if I can't do that, I'll definitely at least check in and, and try to do a little score tracking here, but, um, the league cup, take it or leave it for me. I, you know, it might be, I don't really it, would love to see them advance, but, uh, you know, I won't be heartbroken if they lose. Yeah, I wonder, uh, last week it was that nil-nil first game without Salah and Mane, and now, uh, I I don't I guess Chaka is suspended. We still don't know, like, who's actually playing for Arsenal because they had their match uh, suspended over the weekend just because of lack of players, and uh, it's, we just don't, we're not actually going to talk about the Arsenal game uh, today just because we don't know who's actually going to be coming back. And I mean, we mentioned it last week. We, we talked about the North London Derby, which didn't end up happening. Like, like Chuck was mm-hmm. suspended, but then they also had Tomiyasu and Odegaard and all these other players who also had injury or COVID. And it was like, how can we bet on this team when we don't know who's playing? So, yeah, uh, that's. Yeah. Before we move forward, Adam, it looks like you've got a, a you know pretty sharp kit on, and uh, I want it kind of looks like Real Sociedad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Real yeah. Sociedad got the uh, La Liga. So this is uh, they're in San Sebastian. So we went to one of their matches when I was in Spain for my honeymoon, and I actually got so this is uh, Alexander Isak jersey. He he scored the match we went to, and so the whole. The whole stadium was just like singing his name, so it was pretty. It was a pretty awesome experience. Um, if you never heard of Isak, I uh, hope he might make his way to the Premier League. He's still pretty young, but he kind of made his name for himself uh, with Sweden in, in the Euros this past summer. But uh, he was one of the one of the bigger players there, and then Sweden made a I don't know, small run. I can't remember if they made it to the the quarterfinals or what, or semifinals the- or whatever, but. Yeah, and I, I recall in the Rotowire um, auction league that we do for like Euros or World, or the World Cup, they were great value. So I mean, Isak, uh, yes, yeah, like yeah, like, I mean they they cashed out and brought some money back to whoever had them, and you know that's a sweet jersey. And Isak too, you know, on the radar for us, he's a friend of the pod. Hopefully, moving forward, <laughs> we're supporters. Pod. Yeah. So <laughs> all right, so game week twenty three. Looking back at game week twenty two, so we had the whole. Whole thing there. I talked about the Burnley and Leicester over, and I ended up, you know, I I put out my best bet on Twitter and I updated it on on YouTube. So I I went to Newcastle money line and I I kind of wanted to do the under in the Chelsea Manchester City match, but I didn't want both our bets to be on the same game. So I was forced. I'm gonna. <laughs> I was forced to go to Newcastle money line and. Uh, they they allowed a goal basically in the eighty something minute, and they drew one one against Watford. And you know it was just one of those things where, whatever. And then uh, Chris, what you took uh, winner draw with Chelsea at Manchester City, and they got completely dominated. Like they they didn't start Mason Mount, they didn't they didn't start Jorginho. Like they started him along Sar in the back line. They already had Capa, so it was like what are they even going for right here? And it was just a tough overall match, but we'll get, we'll get, we're getting it back this week, I guess you could say. 
Yeah, I mean, I said on our podcast last week that this was like a, a must win for Chelsea if they were going to try and, and stay in the in the race for the Premier League title. And I mean, look, at, we're, we're two to, you know, we're a week later. They have three points out of a possible 12 in their last four matches. It looks like, I mean, they're sitting a firm, you know, 12 points behind behind Manchester City. And so that was a huge match to lose. And, you know, I thought, I thought they were going to have a little bit more in them, but it didn't work out. And, I, you know, double chance is, is a decent one. It was like plus 120, I want to say, or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, we bounced back in the midweek here. We are, are you know, thankfully you, you weren't going to have – uh, in one way you didn't have to put a – you know, publicly put a bet down on Burnley and Aaron Lennon. So we are, uh, we did, we did, uh, you know, avoid that. And even if you miss your best bet, maybe it was like just a good thing to save a little face too. Um, but uh, anyways, we did hit on a couple of midweek uh, best bets here. So th- that was a, a good way to bounce back. Yeah. So if uh, you start, just started up this week, so if you, you only listen to our podcast and for some reason don't, you know, follow any of our other coverage at rotowire.com started up, on Twitter, we're just doing some fun, you know, bets kind of thing. Uh, we this this week we did midweek. Prior for the weekend, we'll have you know a couple, two or three matches. But uh, so Chris, he, we had three possible matches, and Chris it went three and zero on his games. And so you know, coming off losses on his best bets, but he's actually three in a row if we're going by public bets here. And I just want to bring up the. The Leicester Tottenham match, which lost me money in all <laughs> kinds of ways. I lost money with bets. I lost money with the single game parlay. I lost money with DFS. It was Tottenham scored in the 95th minute. So the fifth minute of stoppage time and then the seventh minute of stoppage time to win 3-2 against Leicester. It was it was upsetting to watch. Uh, if you're a Tottenham fan, it was incredible to watch. And for Chris, it was, you know, just another, just another win on his, uh, on his record here. But yeah, try your best, forget the rest, Adam, you know, some, some weeks you're, uh, some, what is it? Some weeks you're the lion, some weeks you're the goat, the sheep. Um, yeah, something like that. don't quote me on that one, but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It's been fun, you know, just, uh, you know, Adam asked me for my best bet, um, uh, for a particular game, I go take a little peek and see what's going on in there and, uh, shoot it. And, um, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, I had a little success this week and, um, you know, bigger, nice to get a bigger sample size too. So, you know, usually we just do one bet for per week and there we've had like 20 bets, you know? 20 or so bets in here. This gives us a little bit to uh, kind of break down a sp- specific game and a specific bet. So I, I, I've enjoyed doing it so far. I mean, the success obviously helps, but um, yeah, I was uh, I was in a binder. I was in the jackpot there here um, at the end of that that Leicester Tottenham game because it, it, the bet would have hit. I had both teams to score no draw plus 150, and you know it was two one, and then um, they came back and scored a 95th minute equalizer which would have, you know, I wouldn't have cashed them. And then, um, you know, the, the 97th minute um, winner to, to make sure that that, that bet in as, uh, Adam Sh- as Adam shakes his head, he had Lester draw no bet. Um, he would have he would have been fine there in the plus 135. But uh, that's that's the Premier League. And, uh, you know, nice. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to do some of these midweek um, matches and some bets on those. So uh, look for more of those. That's at Rotowire Soccer on Twitter. Um, and then, you know, both Adam and I will, will be probably retweeting from our personal accounts here if you're watching on um, YouTube Live. 
Yeah, at one point it was 2-1 Leicester, and I think all three of the bets that we had would have hit. And then yeah. it was, I think all three goals that Leicester allowed was just massive defensive mistakes. Like if, I don't know if you've seen the, the final goal for, for Bergwijn, like Tielemans passed it right to Hosberg or whoever is in central midfield for Tottenham. Tielemans, he had the ball at midfield. He just passed it right to Tottenham. And then whoever had it just, knocked it up to uh, Bergwijn and he just went past the defense, went past Schmeichel and then put it in. It was just like, what, like Lester were home too. So it was like, what, <laughs> yeah. like, what's even going on right now? That finish was ridiculous too. You know, he like tapped it past Schmeichel and then like put everything in his body. <laughs> it's like, like across the goal. Cause you know, uh, Lester had, I don't know who it was like sitting in the goal. Um, and, uh, yeah, they scored on that. So pretty crazy. Yeah. So, all right. That was, I guess that was technically still part of game week 22. So now we're going to game week 23. If you're watching on YouTube, let me put up the, well, that's the table. Let me put up the odds here. So we got, uh, so we got the Friday match is Watford home against Norwich. We're not going to talk about that one. Uh, I think I like Watford to win there, uh, just uh, in terms of Norwich are not going to have Tim Krul, so Angus Gunn is starting, so that's something to keep in mind. So uh, that's kind of why I like Watford, and they looked they looked well last week. They started three new players that they that they transferred in, and I think they're they're playing at home. They won the first meeting three one. I just think they're there's a better team to bet on than Norwich. But the game we're going to talk about so it's Saturday, Manchester United home against Watford. So we have okay. So we pulled up no, again, here the against road. West Ham. We were just okay. I, yeah, Manchester yeah, United against West Ham. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, Watford's right. got a back to back. You know, they get to play on uh, <laughs> Friday and Saturday. That's tough. That's what that's what the Premier League <laughs> does here. So, all right. So, uh, so we have the sports betting page here in RotoWire.com. So the best odds actually. Uh, FanDuel minus 110 for Manchester United to win. And then you can also get uh, West Ham to win at plus 300. And then the draw on that is plus 280. So uh, I guess the main thing, so we, we're just talking about Manchester United. So they played Wednesday and West Ham, they, they're coming off a loss against Leeds at home, but they are actually rested. So I think that's the main difference between these teams. Um, as for Manchester United, like, they missed out. Uh, Luke Shaw had picked up a hamstring injury recently in training, so he's going to be out. So they're, they're starting Talis and Dalo again at fullback. McTominay had a back issue in uh, yesterday's match. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is coming back from his issue, so he didn't go full 90 yesterday. They've been starting Alanga. Uh, as for West Ham, I think Suchek's going to be back, and otherwise they're pretty healthy outside of Ben Rama, still away for – African Cup of Nations. So with those things out of the way, um, I, do you believe in Manchester United here as this big a favorite? I know it's home, but they've been kind of they've been kind of off and on. They are getting wins, they are getting points, but I don't know if they've been super convincing. I'll say. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. Um, this is another. You know, we talked about a, a you know 
pretty big matches last weekend with that, that Man City Chelsea game. This, this is a big match in in terms of the race for you know top four here, with uh, West Ham sitting I believe at fourth. Um, they just lost kind of that that heartbreaker to uh, Leeds last week. What is it three um, two? Otherwise, been playing pretty well. I am you know as we, we we talked about this earlier in the year, but teams playing at home. They're just a little bit safer bet, and to see Manchester United at minus one fifteen, that gives me, you know, like that, that's a good enough number where I'm like, okay, they're playing at home. I think that uh, that number is good enough for me to to put a, a bet on. Um, you know, you're still getting West Ham at plus three hundred, but I think I would I would go with Manchester United here. They have a little bit better firepower. I think they're they've looked better under Ralph Ragnick, um, even if some of the results haven't necessarily been that good. I think they can. They can pull it off here, and um, I would I would lean on the minus one fifteen for Manchester United. Yeah, I think only the odds are going to keep going up for Manchester United. Like on the surface, it seems like yeah, maybe they're figuring things out. Like they scored a few goals against Brentford, they scored a couple against against Aston Villa. You know, they still let that one slip away, but uh, I, I I still think I'm going to kind of side with West Ham. So recent results here. I originally liked the over, but then I was looking at these results. So three of the last four between them have been 1-0. Most recently is West Ham 1-0 in League Cup, and that match came like three days after they played in league play. Uh, so earlier this season, Manchester United won 2-1 at West Ham. That was in September, and, you know, the only reason they won it, like Jesse Lingard scored a goal in like the 89th minute. So – Mm-hmm. Overall, I don't think there's a ton to separate from these teams. And I think I'm just going to kind of side with West Ham, maybe, you know, trying to get some, maybe not revenge, but just trying to get back to form. Like they're coming off a loss. They they have more rest. Uh, Manchester United, the depth isn't isn't as good, I guess, uh, just because of these injuries. So like Telus and Dalo, like these guys are going to be playing full 90s within what four days of each other and then that's that's not even including the prior weekend so like these guys are playing a ton of minutes right now and sure they're home but i think i kind of am leaning on, on west ham here just you can get them uh minus 105 for winner draw so that's a double chance so you know if it's if it's a draw then you're, you're still winning that bet and i think just overall west ham are are solid enough that they can get points from this match. So I think that's uh, a good method there. Um, you know, if you can hear that, my dog is not appreciating the West Ham talk, but uh, he's on Man United this weekend. Yeah, he or well, she, I don't know. Yeah. She, uh, she's, she's <laughs> siding with Manchester United, like, like yourself, but I guess, I guess I'm alone here in the West Ham, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, otherwise I would say I'd, I'd take the over, but again, those recent results of lower scoring matches, I'd, uh, I'm probably not going to look at the at the goal totals for that one. Do you have a, Do you have a preference in that? Um, let's, uh, remind me again. What were the the over under? Um, they are. Uh, let's see. That's a good question. So over two and a half goals is minus one forty five. Under two and a half is plus one twenty. So. The odds point to probably three goals in this match, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, odds not good enough to take the over two and a half. Uh, you'd have to go up to three and a half and expect four goals, which is, I don't know. I guess I mean, West Ham find themselves in games with a lot of goals. I feel, um, 
but uh, I still, yeah, uh, they put you in the jackpot there. Um, I think I would, I would try to go on the over, but I would have to find a three and a half and expect four goals. Yeah. So four, seven, five of the last seven matches have had two goals or fewer between these teams. Like I was originally on the over, but then I looked at those results. It's like, well, maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So the fact that we're putting so much time, you know, questioning what we want to do with this means we probably shouldn't touch the over on this match. So that's a, yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. All right. So looking at the next match here, we're talking, this is probably the biggest match of the weekend. So we got Chelsea home against Tottenham and you can get Chelsea at minus 150 to win. Tottenham are plus 450 to win. And the draw on that is plus 295. Overall, there's not, I don't think there's any real new injuries. The thing is, Chelsea played Tuesday and Tottenham just played Wednesday. So I guess the difference between the match we just talked about is both of these teams just played midweek. So there's not much of a difference outside of maybe being like Tottenham had their, they had to go you know, all out for the entire way. So may, and, and they played Wednesday compared to Chelsea playing Tuesday. And they also have kind of a short bench because Son Hong Min is, is out. So uh, I guess that's the thing to consider here. Chelsea, we said it last week, must win situation. And they, and then they fell uh, what they gave up a late goal. I guess it was an own goal to Brighton on Tuesday. So, you know, that, does it matter that we say that it's a must win for Chelsea? Like that's what we said against Manchester city. Then they didn't really put their best team out there. How, like what, how do we feel about how much does Thomas Tuchel actually care about premier league right now? Is he just giving it up and he just wants champions league or or what do we think here? Well, I want to, I'm going to back up a little bit here. Um, One thing to mention too, here is that this will be the third time that these two teams have played in, under 20 days they had you know they just finished up two legs in the efl cup um you know chelsea took that home aggregate three nil so like these teams are familiar with each other i'm gonna lean on the fact that like they play each other you know so frequently over the last three weeks that you know it for them for chelsea to pull it off like i think there's just that familiar familiarity for tottenham that like you know if you play a team this many times you know, in a short span, like you're, you got to pull one out. So, I mean, maybe that logic is a little flawed, but I think just, you know, if you, they've had, they've seen them enough and it, our Chelsea, as you mentioned, playing lineups that don't necessarily have their best players or are they, they're not putting their best. And I'm coming off of that big three, two win over, over, over Leicester where it's like, okay, well, like maybe I, I don't, speci- I, you know, Chelsea, they haven't won in four games. They've got three points out of their last 12 I think Tottenham can can uh, pull it off here, and um, you know, for because they've played so many times, because Chelsea aren't playing their best, their best uh, starting 11s, and because you know they are coming off a pretty big result there in the midweek. So, I mean, despite a short week, I still think that I, I would you know consider uh, Tottenham here a little bit more over Chelsea. That's I don't know Ch- Tottenham at Chelsea. I guess the thing is, so Tottenham they've taken. I don't know the exact record, but I think they've had nine matches, nine league matches with Conte, and they've taken points in all of them. But then you look at, you know, the the games against Chelsea, and so 
so Chelsea won the first main 2-0 and then last week was the 1-0. So Tottenham were we're in the must we're in a must win situation and more or less they had pretty much the same team they're going to be using in this match. They lost the second leg 1-0. Looking at the numbers here, they had 15 shots, one big chance. Chelsea got a goal like early in that match. And I don't know. I I just can't get on Tottenham in this in this situation it's it, just given those results and sure they had they had the the Bergwijn success and maybe maybe they're riding off that but they were <laughs> but they were down 2-1 like they had I think they ended that match with like four expected goals but they had a lot of good chances in that match and so they're pricing at three expected goals but only one goal in that Leicester match and like, I think that's, you know, the presence of son, like his, his quality is different than like Harry Winks, like, like that's who replaced him in, in the lineup uh, yesterday. So I think just not having son, maybe, maybe it's their time to t- get some points from Chelsea, but I get, I mean, the only thing is that maybe Chelsea just aren't, they're just not feeling it right now in league play, but then, but then, I mean, it's like, Oh, they just, they just won these cup matches. So I guess that that reasoning doesn't make sense. So I, I I'm going to Chelsea here. I think I'd, I'd look at uh to win in a shutout plus plus one sixty five. That's probably, it's probably the first route I'd look at just because of, of Tottenham's Tottenham's attack and those recent matchups. Um, otherwise I'd, I'd probably like that more than taking the under because you know, this is a match where maybe Chelsea goes for like three nil or something, or it, it turns into a two one type game, that kind of thing. I, I prefer the shutout win though. Um, are you? Are would you be looking at like Tottenham win or draw that kind of thing? Yeah. So uh, over on RotoWire.com, we get a pretty nifty feature. I, I always tend to use it just to to uh, give me a good background on how teams have been playing over the last couple of weeks. But you go to the EPL standings. And um, you can pull up season or you can do the last six. And the last six matches, Tottenham are actually, um, besides Manchester, Manchester City, who have won all six matches, Tottenham are, have the second best, are in the second best form here. They won four matches, drawn two for a total of 14 points. Meanwhile, Chelsea in their last six matches, they've won one match, they've drawn four, and they've lost one. So, you know, Tottenham doubling the points there, and they're, they're in much better form. And uh, I didn't know that stat that you mentioned about, um, Tottenham taking points since uh, from each match since Antonio Conte has joined, um, which makes makes me feel stronger about my position regarding Tottenham potentially um, taking some points here from well during their visit to Stamford Bridge. That being said, you can go and grab double chance, uh, which is uh, Tottenham win or tie, uh, and you can get plus odds at plus one thirty. So I think that I would go uh, with that particular bet in this match, just given what I said about um, Chelsea's form. Tottenham riding high and um, Antonio Conte just being able to uh, to take some points away from um, each match in the Premier League. So that's where I'm at with uh, with Tottenham plus 130 on the double chance bet. Yeah, so it comes down to like how much we're putting into this this recent form. Like Tottenham have the great form in league play and Chelsea don't, but you know they just played each other and Chelsea won both times. But I do want to pull up. So we have the nine unbeaten matches with Conte, obviously not including the two losses in, in the cup play against Chelsea. But if we look at all these matches, uh, the away matches for Tottenham. So they just had the 
for the away win, the comeback at, at Leicester. Before that, their last away match, they needed a 90th-minute goal from Davidson Sanchez to win at Watford. Hmm. Before that, it was 1-1 at Southampton, and Southampton were down to 10 men for 60 minutes of that match. And before that, their only other away league match under Conte, nil-nil at Everton, that was early November. And I I believe Conte was there, Even no matter, even if he wasn't there. Like, that, that was just their away performances. So it's not like they're playing, like, the results are there, but it's not like, like, if you dive into them, it's not like, okay, yeah, they're just dominating opposition kind of thing. And that's kind of why I like Chelsea at home going against a non Sung Hong Min team. I just think it just in general, the general health of Chelsea uh, just having, you know, they're having the Lukaku issue, but I just think they're a better team. And it maybe doesn't make sense from the surface to take them in to win in a shutout just because of, I don't know, team dynamic right now, but it, it makes sense uh, in in some way. I think that's I think that's just my best bet. I'll say. Sorry, that's yeah. not my best bet. Yeah, that's I was gonna say for, that's I my saw, bet I for saw that something match. else. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that's fair. I mean, but like, for me, half the Premier League, you know, the good teams are the teams that can grind out results that they can like snatch points, and so, you know, Tottenham not convincing, but you know. The results are the results, and so that's I'm just going to go with them. But uh, also noteworthy here for um, podcast, you know, I, Adam and I often feel the same about games. Like we we kind of you know a lot of the times we'll, we'll see the same bats and be like, ah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But two matches here this week, we're I think we both have differing opinions on them, um, and so it'll be interesting to see you know when we recap next week, like how, how we how we did on them and, and what led us to our uh, our decisions here. But uh, yeah, two differing. Uh, ideas and um you know we'll see two different outcomes here so it'll be interesting when we uh when we recap next week we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, so best bet time. We, um, yeah, so we already talked about what happened. So I'm going to go, <clears throat> yeah, okay. I guess Newcastle, I just saw Newcastle and I was like, do I want to, do I want to do another one of their games? We were just talking about it earlier, but yes, I'm going Leeds to win. They're plus 100 at home. So Leeds, they're coming off that winning at West Ham. And I think they're playing better 
than they were early in the season. They're not going to have Bamford, which which is tough. And they're not going to have uh, – they might start some guy named Lewis Bate or Bate. Lewis Bate in the midfield, he's probably he, – he, I don't know, he might be some 18-year-old, but – I guess that's the main issue because Adam Forshaw was injured last match and so was Junior Furpo. But but if you if you look past that, they won at West Ham. Everyone else is, is pretty much healthy. Daniel James, Rafinha, Jack Harrison had the hat trick. Uh, Click, he's getting more time. He's playing better. But I think this is the maybe the first time all season they've actually had a healthy back line. And I think that's what's going to be the difference here. So Stuart Dallas, Diego Urente, Pascal strike, Luke Ayling, Robin Cock, like these guys, like five starting defenders. I don't think these guys have all been healthy at the same time. Once this season, like we've seen Ayling miss a month. We've seen Urente miss multiple months. We've seen cock miss probably three months strikes been out the majority of the season. Now all these guys are healthy. They all played last week. They got another week of full training in. And then you throw that against, uh, Newcastle, who, you know, they, they're, they're at home last week against Watford. And I, for the most, like Watford got that last goal, but they didn't outplay Watford by any means. They, they had a lower expected goal total. That was at home against Watford. Now they're at Leeds and sure. Chris Wood's in the team, but Chris Wood actually hasn't had that good of a season at Burnley and St. Maximin will always cause problems, that kind of thing. But the results haven't been coming yet for Newcastle, and I think Leeds can get the win. They're a better team. They got their defense, and you can get them plus 100 to win, and I think that's good enough for me. So you, uh, you, I know you weren't on my best bet last week. Are you you're, Are you on this one? I support this best bet more so than I did the Aaron Lennon and Burnley bet last okay, week. Yeah. So, um, you know, as you mentioned, Leeds are playing a little bit better. I mean, they've won their last two matches. Before that, they were struggling a little bit, but uh, more or less, like still scoring goals. Still, still, um, I still like them at plus, you know, plus odds against Newcastle. Um, you know, why not go with them? So yeah, I like that as a best bet. Um, that being said, it's interesting to uh, you know you, you look at the lines this week. There's uh. I don't know if any games have been postponed yet, but we have four teams that are favorites, um, you know, playing away this week. And that's Liverpool, Manchester City, two teams that are always pretty much favored. And then the other two teams are uh, Wolves playing at Brentford. Um, Wolves are plus 155 on the road. And then the fourth team that I haven't mentioned is Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa are plus 165. They're going to be playing at Everton uh, and Everton side who have been just, you know, particularly poor this year um they're they find themselves 16th in the table uh six points above the relegation zone they just sacked rafa benitez um which was a interesting move i mean they weren't getting results this is a guy they brought in in the summer and uh, so it'll be interesting but uh, my best bet here is aston villa playing away a little bit risky but i like the odds at plus 165 um for them to win and then if you i was you know as i was playing around here on the DraftKings platform there is a similar bet that's uh it's aston villa um, minus a half goal which is plus 160 so another lesson and you know when you're looking at some of these bets go on the platform 
peek, peek around to see if there's a, the same bet elsewhere and see if you can get better odds. So I was like, well, if I can get a half goal, that might be a, you know good enough. But uh, Aston Villa to actually win is plus 165. So, you know, if you're making a $100 bet, that's an extra five bucks. But, uh, yeah, so I just feel strongly that uh, Aston Villa, they have just better quality despite Everton being a little bit more healthy and playing at home. Aston Villa, you know, Lucas uh, Digna is going to start for at left back in, in you know, after sh- in short order here after just putting on a blue kit recently. So overall, Aston Villa, better, better quality. I think that they, uh, you know, are, are finally like pretty healthy, only missing a couple guys here. And uh, I think they pull it off away at Everton. Yeah, so we have a few things here. And so you mentioned Dina. So this is, I guess this is a revenge match. Which I wasn't originally right. going to mention. Revenge narrative. Got, if like this is, I don't know. He's been with the team less than two weeks. Like this is immediate revenge game here for Dina, exactly. who basically stopped wanting to play for Everton a month ago. And <laughs> that said, Rafa Benitez isn't on the team anymore, so maybe that's maybe that lessens the the revenge factor. But then we also have the new manager boost, so we got that to deal with, and then we have. I think we have inflated odds here for for Everton plus 165 to win away from home because just in general, people are looking at, okay, Everton just lost to Norwich, so they're not very good. So you have that as well plugging in here. And then you have, so you got Villa, they get John McGinn back from their last match, and I believe Allen is going to be back for Everton. Uh, He missed the Norwich match. He's a, a major factor there in their midfield. So we got a lot of things here to look at. And I was going to write about Villa, Villa for my article, uh, rotowire.com, and it should be up later today. But then I just looked at all the things I mentioned. I'd, I'd probably want better odds than plus 165 to win. And you got the new manager. You don't know what to expect for Everton. You got all those things. So I'm kind of staying off this personally. But I do like Villa. I said on the last podcast, I'm probably going to be taking them. Uh, after the ever after the international break, as long as the odds are good, I think they're gonna they're gonna put on a run here. They're gonna be they're gonna be back in form. Uh, hopefully, Leon Bailey will be back after the international break. So they're one team I'm looking at going forward, but maybe not in this match. So I, I think it will be an interesting game. It's just uh, earlier in the season we had a do not bet list, and Everton and Aston Villa were both on it. So that's kind of mm-hmm. where I'm at, and. That's where I'm at with that match. I'm two of my do not bet teams. Personally, I probably won't be on it, but I do. I do like Villa overall as a team. Solid. Well, we've we've differed a lot on this podcast, and it'll be we'll, we'll find out the results here, and then um, you know as we move forward, I, you know, we'll be putting out some of those uh, those best bets, uh, other best bets on other matches over at Rotowire Soccer on Twitter. So keep an eye out for those. Um, and yeah, overall, hopefully, you know we both uh, come back with some, some positive results here uh, before we recap for the, the following week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll probably be, I'll probably put, uh, put a tweet out tomorrow for the Watford Norwich match. That's a standalone Friday game, but that's all we got for gaming 23. Chris has to, I guess he has to wake up a little more, get some, probably get some coffee in him. He's going to, he's going to hit up the slopes. Hopefully there's some fresh pow out there. He does have his coffee. So he's got he's got some more skiing ahead of him. He's he's got it. He's still on his birthday week. So it's uh, he's joined us here for for game week twenty three. And uh, yeah, I got a, and, I yeah, got a hot so, date here with some with a big coffee. 
There you go. There you go, Chris. But thanks for joining me. You can find me at on Twitter, Roto is Adroit. Chris is at C H R Owen twenty or eight, I believe. Um <laughs> Crow and at Crow and Eight. It's my yeah, Crow first three letters, last last name. So yeah. There you go. He's got it. But anyways, thanks for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube or podcast form. And maybe we'll do a show, a future show. We haven't done one of those in a while next week. And then, well, it's an international break. So uh, we'll see everyone in the future. But good luck. Game Week 23. Thank you, Chris. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.